0: mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannahgilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannahgilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. A lot of writers create an outline at the beginning of the writing process and then they abandon it after they start writing or when things change dramatically. Instead, I want you to try to use your outline as a way to capture new ideas or notes about the changes you want to make to scenes that you've already written. You can even use your outline to work through how those new ideas or changes might ripple out and affect other parts of your story too. So not only will this help you stay organized and test out new ways forward, but it's also going to allow you to build a sense of internal logic in your story too. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through my favorite strategies for getting unstuck with your writing. And I wanted to tackle this topic today because I've had a lot of writers reach out to me via email or in my private Facebook group asking for help on this specific thing. And not only that, but it's something that happens to all of us at one time or another. We all get stuck at some point in our drafts. So whether you're stuck at the beginning or somewhere in the middle of your draft, you can use the strategies I'm going to go over today to help you get back on track and moving forward again. Before we dive into each of the strategies, I wanted to tell you about a new workshop I just created called How to Hook Readers in Your First Five Pages. In this workshop, I teach you how to hook readers in the first five pages of your story so that they'll want to keep reading to find out what happens next. I also walk you through the five key elements that you need to include in your opening pages, and I show you how these key elements manifest in the first five pages of The Hunger Games book by Suzanne Collins. So if you want to sign up or if you want to learn more about the workshop, head over to savannahgilbo.com forward slash pages. And without further ado, let's dive into my five favorite strategies for getting unstuck with your writing. Strategy number one is to zoom out and look at the big picture of your story. More often than not, writers get stuck because a piece of their story's foundation isn't fully developed yet. So my favorite strategy for getting unstuck is to zoom out and look at the big picture of your story before making any changes on the micro level. So to do this, you're going to want to ask yourself three specific questions. Question number one is what's your story's main genre? A lot of the writers I work with get stuck because they don't have a sense of what their story's main genre is. And this is kind of like going on a road trip without actually knowing where you're going. If you don't have some kind of roadmap, then it's going to be super easy to get lost or stuck. So as an example, let's say you're writing a fantasy novel, but you haven't drilled down into what kind of fantasy novel you're writing. Is it a romance? Is it an action story? A coming of age story? A murder mystery? Or something else entirely? This is important because having a sense of your story's main genre can help you answer all kinds of other questions about your story if you get stuck in the future. So I won't go into all the details here, but if you want to learn more about genre and why it's important, you can check out episode number two of this podcast, and I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes for you guys too. The second question you're going to want to ask when you're zooming out and looking at the big picture of your story is, who is your protagonist and what do they want and need? So your protagonist needs to be pursuing something specific in your story because this is essentially what the story is going to be about. So is your protagonist going to succeed in getting what they want and need, or are they not going to get what they want, but are they going to get what they need? Not only is this what your whole story is about, it's also what's going to create the engine that drives your whole story forward. Every scene in your novel should be in service of this pursuit to get what your protagonist wants and needs. So if you don't know what your protagonist wants and needs, then this is probably why you're feeling stuck or like you've run out of steam in your story. In an earlier episode of this podcast, I talked about how to flesh out your protagonist by asking five questions before you start writing. So if you think this is the reason you're stuck, I want you to go have a listen to episode number seven, and I'll link to that in the show notes for you guys too. The third question you're going to want to ask when you're zooming out and looking at the big picture of your story is what is your story's theme or what message are you trying to convey through your story? So if you don't know the answer to this question yet, it's going to be really hard to know what's important and or which direction to take with your plot. So for example, let's say you have too many subplots and you're feeling stuck because your whole story now feels overwhelming. Well, if you know the theme of your book, you can look through that lens of your story's theme to help you make some of these important and big decisions. So for example, do certain subplots support or contradict your story's theme more than others? And if so, those are probably the ones you're going to want to keep. And that's just one example. You can also look at your characters, your scenes, your settings, really all kinds of things through the lens of your story's theme. So if you're not sure what your theme is, I want you to go check out episode number five of this podcast, where I walk you through three questions that will help you uncover the theme of your story. And I'll link to that episode in the show notes too. So that's strategy number one. Just zoom out and look at the big picture of your story before you zoom back in and make any changes at the micro level. Strategy number two is to look to your genre for inspiration and guidance. So once you know the main genre of your story, you can look at the obligatory scenes and conventions of your genre for either inspiration or guidance, whatever you need. And in case you've never heard these terms before, obligatory scenes are the key events, decisions, and discoveries that help to move your protagonist along their journey from A to Z. Conventions are the character roles, settings, and micro events that are specific to a certain genre. So together, these obligatory scenes and conventions are what help you write a story that works and a story that will satisfy fans of a specific genre. Now, understanding these obligatory scenes and conventions for your genre can help you get unstuck in a few different ways. So first, knowing the key scenes that typically show up in stories in your genre can help you flesh out and structure your story. So let's say you know that the middle of your story is falling flat and you're out of ideas. Well, you can look up the obligatory scenes for your genre to help you figure out what kind of moments you might be missing in your story. The second way this can help you is by looking up the conventions that are specific to your genre, because this might give you new ideas for character roles or subplots. So let's say your genre usually includes a mentor figure, and maybe you don't have one in your draft yet. You can either add one in or assign that role of mentor to another character who might not have a fully realized purpose yet. So again, if you want to learn more about genre, you can check out episode number two of this podcast, which I will link to in the show notes. You might also like episode number 16 where I talk about the difference between genre conventions and tropes, especially if you're feeling worried that using your genre's obligatory scenes and conventions means you'll write a formulaic or predictable story. So I'll link to episode number 16 in the show notes for you guys too. Strategy number three is to consider what kind of subplots you have or what kind of subplots you might need. So let's say I'm writing a fantasy story and my main genres are action and worldview. So my protagonist is essentially coming of age and will be fighting for survival while doing so. Now beyond that, I might have two subplots that I could classify as mystery and romance. So that means I can then use the obligatory scenes and conventions of the mystery and romance genres to help me map out my subplots. And I really like this method because it always gets the creative juices flowing for me and a lot of the writers I work with. And that's because sometimes seeing how a subplot might look within a story can help you come up with ideas for your main plot too. So using my example of an action and worldview novel and knowing that I have a mystery subplot might mean that my character needs to solve the mystery in order to survive the threat of the antagonist. If I know I have a romance subplot in there too, I can start to see how maybe my protagonist and his love interest could work together to solve the mystery so that they can both come out of the other side of the story alive. So not only does it really help get the creative juices flowing, but it can help you write a well-structured and cohesive feeling story too. So that's strategy number three. Consider what kind of subplots you already have and what kind of subplots you might need. Strategy number four is to create a flexible outline for your story. And this can help in a few different ways. So first, let's say you're stuck in the middle of writing your draft and you don't know how to move forward. What I would recommend doing is creating a quick outline of all the scenes that you already have and then brainstorming the way forward using the outline you just created. So instead of wasting time and energy writing out complete scenes that may or may not work, you can use your outline as a way to test out new ideas or go down different plot paths to see which one feels like the best direction. You can also do this if you're starting a new story. So let's say you have multiple ideas for a story and you're not sure which direction to take with the plot or your character's arc. Well, if you just jot down a quick outline of how things might play out and see which one feels better, you'll not only avoid wasting time and energy writing full scenes, but you might also end up with a pretty good roadmap for the way forward too. And notice how I said this strategy is all about creating a flexible outline for your story. So what I mean by a flexible outline is I just want you to be willing to let things grow and change as you get to know your story better. A lot of writers create an outline at the beginning of the writing process and then they abandon it after they start writing or when things change dramatically. Instead, I want you to try to use your outline as a way to capture new ideas or notes about the changes you want to make to scenes that you've already written. You can even use your outline to work through how those new ideas or changes might ripple out and affect other parts of your story too. So not only will this help you stay organized and test out new ways forward, but it's also going to allow you to build a sense of internal logic in your story too. And all of that's just going to result in a better first draft. So anyway, that's strategy number four, create a flexible outline for your story. Strategy number five is to evaluate the narrative drive in your existing draft. A lot of times we get stuck in our writing because there's a lack of narrative drive in our story. So in a good story that works, there's this sense of cause and effect. If one thing happens, then this next thing has to happen. It's just the logical outcome. And when this sense of cause and effect is missing, it seems like we intuitively know something's wrong with our work, but we just can't figure out why or what it is. So this strategy is all about looking at each of your existing scenes to make sure that there is a sense of narrative drive. Or a sense that one thing leads to the next thing. And what you might find is that there's just a bunch of things that happen in your story or to your protagonist. And if that's the case, it's probably just time to back up and figure out what your story is really about. So to do that, you're going to want to go back to strategy number one and ask yourself those three questions. So what is the main genre of your story? What does your protagonist want and need? And what's the theme or message of your story? So try to make sure you have those foundational elements figured out before you start moving forward again. And if you already do have those big picture things figured out, then I want you to go listen to episode number 12 and episode number 13 that are all about narrative drive. In episode number 13, I give you 10 questions that can help you evaluate the narrative drive in your story if you feel like it's broken or if your story is just missing that sense of forward motion. So those are my top five strategies for getting unstuck and now let's do a quick recap of each strategy. Strategy number one is to zoom out and look at the big picture. So do you know what your story's main genre is? Do you know what your character wants and needs? And do you know the theme of your story? Usually when a writer gets stuck it's because one of these foundational questions can't fully be answered or isn't fully fleshed out yet. Strategy number two is to look to the obligatory scenes and conventions of your genre for inspiration and guidance. So remember, you can use the obligatory scenes and conventions of your story's main genre to help you flesh out your story and make sure it's well structured. Strategy number three is to consider what kind of subplots you already have in your story or what kind of subplots you might want to add to your story. And the cool thing about this is that you can use the obligatory scenes and conventions of your subgenre to help you flesh out your subplots and to hopefully help inspire your main plot too. Strategy number four is to create a flexible outline that can act as a roadmap for the way forward. So the keyword here is flexible, right? We want to create a flexible outline that can grow and change as our stories grow and change. And you'll want to use this outline as a place to explore new ideas or to capture changes that you want to make to the scenes that you've already written. If you make changes like this on your outline, it's a lot easier to manage and it requires less of a time investment on your part because you're not writing out scenes and then getting stuck halfway through the new scenes. Strategy number five is to evaluate the narrative drive in your existing scenes. So what you're looking for here is a sense of cause and effect. So if this thing happens, then this next thing logically has to happen. So there's this sense of internal logic built into your story. A lot of times we get stuck because there's no sense of this narrative drive or this internal logic. And we know it subconsciously, but we don't know what to do about it or how to move forward. So just go back and look at each of the scenes you already have and see if you can figure out where this sense of cause and effect might have broken down and see if you can tweak it from there. And as a reminder, if you're having a hard time getting started with your writing or if you're feeling stuck on the opening pages of your story, I have a brand new workshop just for you. It's called How to Hook Your Readers in the First Five Pages. In this workshop, I'll walk you through the five things you need to include in the opening pages of your story, and I'll show you how these key elements show up in the opening pages of The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. If you want to sign up or if you want to learn more about this workshop, head over to savannagilbo.com forward slash pages. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.